Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I am stoked that you are here today. Uh, do check out this episode of our podcast. I am super excited to be recording once again and back with you guys on a regular basis. So today we are going to jump into our next topic. Uh, and if you have not been following along, um, obviously uh, my role has changed. And so uh, my navigation of preteen ministry is different. And we are talking about kids ministry. Um, and so uh, we are jumping in today uh, and, and hopefully we'll have a pretty even rhythm of of what we talk about, kind of going from kids to preteens to families uh, and adults and volunteers and just kind of broadening the spectrum of what we're talking about a little bit wider for everybody, uh, including me. But today we're talking about the classic. If you're a classic navigating preteen ministry enjoyer, uh, then we're talking about preteens today uh, because they have a really unique sense of pride. Uh, in the things that they do and in the things that they own. And so we are going to dive into that. Today we're going to talk about uh, our kids and their pride in our ministry, uh, what that means, how to harness it, and what we can do to grow the kingdom of God with it. So uh, obviously uh, before we dive in, let's spend a little bit of time knowing the reasoning behind that. Uh, and, and for me, uh, the, the inspiration came from Psalms uh, chapter 144, verses 15. It says, Happy are the people whose God is the Lord, right? And, you know, that's just referencing. It's basically saying uh, whoever, you know, is, is, is following the Lord, uh, those people are happy. Whoever's God is uh, our God, the one true God, uh, those are the happy people. Uh, and, and I'm inspired by this one today because I'm thinking about our own preteens. And, and when I talk about pride in our ministry, I don't mean pride in the event that we put on each week. I don't mean pride in the church that we have. I mean pride that they get to be a part of the kingdom through our preteen ministry, that uh, what we do with them matters, and they take pride in that. Um, so, we are going to be diving in a little bit about that today. Uh, before we jump in, let's talk about some context here. Because uh, when you think about preteens, it's really when their personalized identity begins to really start shining. Uh, your kids uh, in preteen ministry, whether you have a separate preteen ministry or just the preteens in your ministry in general, uh, you will notice they begin to start taking uh, specified interest, right? Uh, as a kid, I feel like most kids just have generalized interest, uh, playing, you know, if they're, you know, they're like, you want to go play, uh, you know, uh, they, they can kind of uh, move along with anything that is from video games to uh, running around playing tag to uh, sports to uh, building to even color. It's a general blob of things that the kids will enjoy. But as they grow into preteen, uh, they really start to, to, to develop an identity of the things that they enjoy and the things that they like, right? Uh, they start to join band and practice for tryouts. Uh, they start really getting involved in sports. And yes, that is when we begin to lose them to uh, travel ball, but it's fine, right? Um, we also, uh, you, you watch them start to enjoy uh, video games or specific TV shows. Uh, you have the kid that's really into medieval fletching techniques. We don't know, uh, but but they, they, they won't stop going on about it. You begin to see that they get a passion. They begin to desire these things, and they're talking uh, about uh, the sport that they're playing with their friends. They're talking about the video game they're playing with each other. They're talking about uh, how the feathers need to be from a specific sparrow in the eastern region, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, the kids are excited about it. 
the question is, in our preteen ministry, are we tapping into that near limitless fuel source, right? Are our preteens giddy and excited and they can't stop talking about something that's going on in your preteen ministry? Are you annoying the parents because the kids won't talk about the bucket of slime that got dumped on one of your leaders' heads that Sunday, right? Are your kids begging to play the worship songs that you're playing in the car? Uh, are, Are your kids eager to come back every single week because this is something that they are excited about? There's something that is part of their identity. So today we're going to look at five ways that we can harness this pride that our kids have into growing the ministry and growing the word of the Lord in these kids' hearts. So number one, and I think that this is one of the biggest and most important ways um, to really uh, help these preteens take pride in their uh, ministry and in the ministry that we do, uh, is to give them their own space. Give them their own space. Preteens become very territorial. They are like cats, you know? They're just everywhere. And they want their space. And if a little brother walks into their room, it's the end of the world. Uh, And the same is true in ministry. They want their space. They don't want to be stuck with the boring kindergartners or whatever it is. They don't want to be stuck... Uh, kind of being lumped in because they they don't feel that anymore, right? You may have the most amazing kids' ministry environment in the world. It may be the coolest thing, but by the time your kids hit fourth and fifth and sixth grade, they're tuning that environment out because that's not their environment anymore. They want their own unique space. So give them a space that they're excited about. And this can come down to multiple different points, right? Uh, we want a space that is decorated, age-appropriate for them, right? Um, while the painting of Moses, uh, you know, splitting the Red Sea or uh, Noah uh, loading animals onto the ark is great, uh, it might be a little bit kiddish for your fourth or fifth graders. Um, so maybe we redo that if we have a separate preteen environment. Uh, It's also giving them appropriate environmental things, right? Uh, In my kindergarten through second grade uh, area, we don't have things like Gaga Ball or Foursquare or video games because that's not appropriate for the environment and for the age and development. But when they move into the preteen zone, into the preteen section, uh, they get those things. They get Gaga Ball. They get uh, video games. They have a ping pong table. They can do things like that because that is more age appropriate for them. And it gives them that sense that this space is different, right? If everyone had the same games moving throughout the entire thing, even if everybody equally enjoyed them, that would be like, man, I I don't feel special, right? There's nothing different about this. So give them their space. Uh, And and really, for a lot of you, uh, having a separate preteen space is not achievable. Uh, Honestly, for us, it's hardly achievable uh, in our environment. Uh, But think about uh, your your kid environment in general. Is there a corner that you can can zone off as the preteen-only zone? Uh, For example, right now on Thursday nights, uh, we offer kids programming in a normal service, uh, just like we would on Sunday. Uh, but the way it's structured right now is all of our groups are combined. We have a kindergarten through fifth grade ministry. But beforehand, we have room separators, and we separate off a third of the room. We got a big sign that says, you know, three, four, five, preteens only. Uh, and, and it kind of gives them that space where we put some of the things that they enjoy in that space, and only the preteens are allowed to go in there. So even if you don't have the 
uh, room space or the uh, environment space to create something entirely independent for your preteens, you can create a space for them that lets them know, ah, this is my spot. And really the question to ask for you is what separates your preteen ministry from your lower elementary ministry? Uh, and if you can tell me some key distinctions there, then that I think that is a good start for uh, getting them excited about it, right? A, a kid can't be excited about something that's just generally thrown out. Uh, but when a kid sees that something's targeted directly for them, uh, they can get excited about it. Uh, and so give them their space. Uh, give them an environment or give them an area in your environment that they get to claim that's theirs, that they could be excited about it. Bonus points if you can have their own uh, artistic abilities uh, spun on into some of the decorations or the environment. If you can create a banner with hand prints or, or something a kid has done and incorporate that, that is a huge plus. Number two, uh, if you want your preteens to be excited about the ministry, you have to give them ownership. You have to give them buy-in and you have to give them the ability to do things uh, that excites them. And so uh, one of the ways I do this is through our PLT, our preteen leadership team, uh, where we give some of our older preteens the ability to make choices and make decisions and plan events. Uh, but it also goes down to the normal kids, right? Uh, I I am very uh, up front with them a lot of times. Uh, and, and you know, there's a general like parenting philosophy that you like speak to your kids like you want, would speak to an adult uh, to help them kind of mature with their uh, their conversation skills and everything like that. Uh, but I do the same with our preteens uh, a lot of times. Uh, for example, if I'm introducing a new song for them um, and we go through it, I, I sit down and talk with them for a second. Everybody in the room, I say, all right, give me some thumbs up, some sound. What did we think about that song? And let me just tell you, I've had to boot seven several songs that I really, really loved and was excited about because the preteens were like, I didn't like that. <laughs> that was so lame. And I was like, oh, that hurts my feelings just a little bit, but it's fine, right? Uh, but give them ownership. Give them a sense that they can come in and express what they want, and there's a chance it could happen. If you want kids excited about something, get them excited about their own ideas and their own things. Nothing has been more exciting in a room for me with preteens than when they're sitting there planning an event and they start throwing out all of these great ideas. And I'm sitting there just reeling like, no, there's so many liabilities and hazards here. But at the same time, I'm like, you're so excited about these ideas. Let's figure out how to make them happen. And when they have ownership, they have buy-in. And let me just tell you, nothing will get preteens in a building more than an event or a program that is planned by preteens themselves. Um, it is it is never a dull moment, I will preface. Um, and I may, may or not have booted a few kids off stage before um, because it's a long story. But at the end of the day, the kids love it. Um, so that is that, that is our second goal, is to give them ownership. Um, maybe once a month, have them vote on a new game that gets added into the ministry, and they're all excited about playing it. Uh, or once a month, have them vote on the worship song they want to be added into the set list. Uh, or once a month, have them figure out what charity they want to um, send their offering to, if you have that kind of freedom, or something like that. Just give them something where the kids have the ability and the ownership to do things in their ministry that shows them that they're not just consumers, but they are also contributors. Number three is give them community. Give them community and make it different than any community that they can get elsewhere. Because here's the reality is that the world can outspend you a thousand to one on giving them an awesome experience with a group of people, right? 
Uh, we could spend $10,000 on a new set design each month, um, but you know the movie theaters down the road are going to be spending millions of dollars to uh, grab them, or the sports team uh, at your local high school is going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on uh, resources to train and equip your, your players. So our community um, may never be, or, or our environment, our, the things we offer uh, may never be the best in the world, but we can create the best community in the world. If you want kids excited about preteen uh, ministry, make them excited about the preteens in the ministry. Make them look forward to every week, not because uh, they get to uh, play a really cool game or the story is out of this world, but that they get to go spend time with their community build a relationship with them, solve problems together. Uh, kids are amazing. Uh, kids are so smart, and they really are, especially in the preteen age, really coming into what community focus looks like, and so we want to give that to them. We want them to take uh, community to the next level, so we want to give them a community that allows them to be themselves, to be safe, to be free, uh, and to really grow together. Uh, my wife is a good example of this. Uh, recently, she has uh, been uh, consistently with a group, which is something new for her. She's kind of been running around back and forth over the past few years in ministry with me, just kind of filling in gaps and leading and whatnot. But she's finally had the opportunity to sit down with this solid group of girls uh, and really get to know them. We were talking in the car Sunday, and she was just like, it's just getting to know them. Uh, she's like, I'm excited to go into ministry every week uh, and get to meet these girls. And guess what? Those girls are the same way. Uh, she, she, she impromptu off script had a dance party with them and the girls loved it. And I heard from several parents that they went on and on and on at home uh, about this dance party that they had in small group, right? At the end of the day, uh, our lesson isn't what really is going to leave that impact, right? Our worship set is not what's going to leave that impact. The community these kids have is what's going to leave that impact. And so if you want your kids to have pride in their preteen ministry, make an environment and a community worth having pride in. And last but not least, who we want to go, oh, not last but not least, we have five. Number four, we want to give them quality content, okay? So I I know this is going to be like exactly the opposite of everything I was just uh, talking about in community, Uh, but but at the end of the day, uh, the heart behind this is our Content is all designed to set up our community. And so while our content is never going to be what the kids uh, are going to take away forever with them, right? Uh, Our content, right? They're not going to remember what I said on stage in fourth grade on, uh, you know, Sunday, September the 3rd of 2024. They're not going to remember that, but they're going to remember their leaders loving and caring for them. And the best thing we can do is give them good content to set your leaders up for success. So are your games well thought out? Are these games and activities that you're doing activities? Activities, uh, that are incorporating groups and incorporating people together. That's been one of my favorite things to do recently is to make sure that our games are incorporating our small groups and our community instead of maybe three or five people or the whole room is see if we can get the, the groups together to come up with ideas or figure out problems or, or relay race or whatever um, and be a part of that together. Or, if anything, have the whole room together, uh, working together, or uh, pitted against each other to see who can win. But uh, make sure those games are well thought out. Um, I am uh, also, uh, you know, 
guilty of doing this. Uh, Sunday, we had a game, um, and I saw it, and I thought the game was a good idea, but I didn't look through, uh, and it was a it was, it was a song-based game, and the songs that they were doing in the game were old. They were from the 2000s, and I was like, that's like a decade before all of our kids were born, and so they didn't connect with it well, and, and I didn't think out the game well. And that's an example of where our games can kind of fall, is, is are we connecting it to the preteens and, and really making it something that can be excited about. The next one is, are your speakers, are your uh, game hosts, are your worship leaders, uh, are your, uh, you know, uh, teachers, are they uh, prepared and are they excited about what they're doing, right? Um, I have had some leaders that have come up and been pretty monotone some Sundays uh, speaking to the kids and I just have to ask, like, where is the excitement, right? Are we showing that we're excited about the Bible by what we're saying and are we showing that by how well prepared we are? Uh, I've had leaders that have come in and just like look down at the script and kind of read off of it and I can see that they have not prepared. Uh, and it's the same question is are they there and are they setting up the groups for success, right? If you come in and they ask kids what they learn and they're like, I don't know, because they tuned out because the leader was reading off a script, which is what a preteen will do if a leader reads off a script, uh, then we're not setting up our community to have good discussion about the lesson. Uh, we're setting them up for failure. Number three uh, is our groups. Um, intentional and exciting, right? Are, are th- is the content we're giving our, our small groups, right? Which I've been saying is the most important part is, is that setting your groups up for success? Um, are you giving them the same three questions every week to discuss a lesson? Or are you giving them unique questions to ask each week? Are you giving them activities that build it up uh, and, and help uh, make points for the kids to understand? And then last is your worship curated for these preteens uh, to help put them in the right mental uh, headspace and mind space for uh, whatever is next, right? Are we giving them uh, music that's exciting, that's engaging, that's age appropriate that they can get along with. Uh, one of the things I do with preteens is intentionally I have one song that's uh, super bumped up, super hype, and usually has motions for the kids to dance around with, and I have one that's not to help them kind of transition and bridge the gap between this, you know, exciting kiddish movement uh, and then this kind of older and mature worship and reflection. And so make sure that uh, we're giving them content that is quality, right? Uh, at the end of the day, like I said, uh, it's, it's not hard for uh, another community group, another group in the community uh, to outspend and outperform you. Uh, but when we're intentional with what we do and intentional with, um, you know, showing the kids that what we're doing is uh, intentional, that we do care and that we are putting effort into it, uh, th- then, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a $100 set or a $10,000 set. What matters is that your people are there, they're excited, and they're ready to lead and lead well uh, from well-prepared resources, uh, and, and that, that you've taken the intentionality and the effort and put it into the ministry, right? Uh, preteens will sniff out somebody who is not giving their all in a heartbeat, and if your ministry is not giving its all uh, then they will sniff that out. And like I said, giving your all is not spending uh, $10,000. Giving your all is using your resources that you have to the best of your ability. And then last but not least in this one, it's the cap off. Give them unfiltered Jesus, right? Uh, this this is what makes us different than the football club down the road. This is what makes us different than uh, the YouTube channel spending millions of dollars a video. This is what is different than uh, the group at school that, that is a lot more fun, uh, but not Jesus-centered, uh, is Jesus, right? Uh, 
uh, and all of these uh, points are great, right? Their space, their environment matters. Having ownership matters. Having community is vital. And giving them good content really does matter. But that does not matter as much as Jesus. If you want a kid that is truly excited about your preaching ministry, get a kid truly excited about Jesus. And when they see that your preteen ministry is intentionally sharing that love of Jesus with others and being Jesus to others, and your preteens are also receiving that Jesus, they're going to want to pour that out. They're going to want to give that out. And they're going to want to share uh, their excitement about the preteen ministry that they have. So let's harness that. Let's give them pride in their ministry. Give them a ministry that they can come into and be excited to be there. Give them a ministry that they can't stop talking about when they leave. Give them a ministry that they're excited to invite their friends to. Uh, Give them a ministry uh, that is done to the best of your ability. Uh, Don't compare yourself to other ministries. Don't compare yourself to other uh, community groups around in your community. Don't compare yourself uh, to the world around you. Uh, But what you do is do your very best to give them the best space, to give them ownership, uh, to give them community, and to give them quality content that shares the love of Christ. And when you can do that, you will have a group of preteens that are fired up about your preteen ministry. So, That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be jumping into uh, harnessing our uh, volunteers' passion. It'll be very similar to what we talked about uh, this week, but we're going to be taking a look at what it looks like to uh, take what our our, uh, volunteers are passionate about and utilize it to fuel our ministry. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.